I was jamming out to Miami Sound Machine this morning. If I'm not showing my age right now, but now you know. Uh, DJ, did, yeah. did the rhythm get you? The rhythm? No, the bad boy. The bad boy uh, in me is, is raging out right now. Because if you're not careful, <laughs> the rhythm's going to get you. I know. Oh, my God, what a great album. And then, and then right after that, right after that, Pink came on. And uh, getting my party started here this morning, I'm like, oh my god, what a great wake-up soundtrack. Like, seriously, Bad Boy by the Miami Sound Machine, and then Pink getting the party started. Welcome in, everybody. Good morning. Happy Tuesday uh, for some of you. Happy late Tuesday for others. As a matter of fact, it's overnight Wednesday for some of our players in Sydney, Australia. Good morning. Shout out, Fartasia. Good morning, and welcome, everybody, to Arc Day. March 9th, Arc 3, the original series, the last arc, the final arc of the original series. And here we go. Arc launch day is always a very busy day for the content creators, a very busy day for the moderators and for the Scopely team. So we're pretty excited about what we've got to share with you today. Uh, if you have not yet had an opportunity to watch our video that was released early this morning, I'll be in a little bit late. <laughs> then please, uh, after this show, golly, hop on over there to our YouTube channel and check out our ARC introduction video. Plus, we've got a new uh, video coming up here in just maybe another hour or two, basically pretty much when we finish here and talking in cars with DJs, we'll post our next video for you guys to be able to uh, see in a little bit more detail what uh, will be coming with these ship customizations. The refits, okay, the ship skins. As uh, as we indicated, it's argued that it could be starting with the letter S uh, in that we all want to call them skins, but Scopely isn't. Scopely is calling them refits. Ship customizations. Yo, DJ. Yo, Ripper. What's up, Rip? What you doing? Uh, could, could you post your announcement announcements with at everyone again, please? Thank you. Post it with that everyone where in my in my announcements room? Yeah. Uh, would be would be happy to do so. Uh, let's I miss see. them otherwise. You know, I the reason that I don't do them this early in the morning is because half of the world is still asleep. He doesn't uh, want you on. Yeah, no, half it's, of the world. That's that's yeah. that's lies. No, it's, remember, it's not lies. Listen, if you if you are in the Sydney, Australia region, unless your name is Fartasia, you're asleep right now. Um, oh, and then in, in the from me in New Zealand, see, there you go. New Zealand, 1 a.m. Sydney is uh, 1 a.m. Here in the United States, even on the East Coast, it's 7 a.m. And let's face it, a lot of people do not start their day that early. Some here. people do. Great time. Some people do start their day this early, but on the West Coast in the United States, it's only 4 a.m. So, yeah, I try what to all avoid those random countries you're mentioning. We all know <laughs> there's nothing but the EU. <laughs> there's not there's nothing but the eu which is uh uh where that's the country that uh, ripper is from ripper is, half, ripper is half the world <laughs> that's right um so welcome in good morning i appreciate you guys being here what an exciting day that we have and uh truthfully somewhat exciting content um i i I got to be honest with you. I am looking forward to the way that this presents, Ripper. Uh, for those of you who have not yet watched the YouTube video, please, uh, like I said, go do that. And a new one dropping here shortly. But uh, the basic gist uh, of this particular arc being the introduction 
of ship customizations and the conclusion of the planet killer, the doomsday machine that is uh, that is here in this arc, the conclusion. So with that, what we're going to do is uh, very shortly, we'll open up the floor for questions. But uh, what I'd like to start with this morning here is just kind of talking to you a little bit about these ship customizations. Obviously, we have seen seven of them introduced into the game with this particular client. Uh, now, of course, obviously, it goes without saying, you must download your client update, okay? That is absolutely necessary. As a matter of fact, um, I did not yet do that this morning. Um, I, that's actually a fib. I, I did it very recently, but I've been up for, uh, I guess the game has been up now for a little over an hour. I didn't do it right away, Ripper, because I wanted to get out there and do a little bit of mining before the alliance that I'm warring with wakes up for the day. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to get out and finish my latinum mining, which I did Come not do yesterday. Come on, the update yesterday. takes like a couple of seconds. Uh, yeah, except up on the mountain, it takes like 10 minutes. Okay, because, you know, internet and stuff. Uh, but anyway, yeah, please do download your client update. What you're going to find in this client update are uh, potentially... Now, listen, Ripper, I think, and this kind of went uh, maybe unmentioned, but I think we actually have one or two, maybe three new systems. Um, and well, there, uh, there are three new systems. Three well, new no. systems. That's what I thought. Yeah, three new systems. Lost, yeah. And um, inside these new systems, we are going to see the amazing, the amazing artwork that is the Planet Killer, the Doomsday Machine. Uh, and, of course, looking in, we see these nodes. We see these armada targets, if you will, surrounding the outer rim of the aperture of this Planet Killer, the Doomsday Machine. And uh, it is very reminiscent, isn't it, Ripper? It takes me all the way back to May of 2020. It takes me back to May of 2020 when we see a Borg cube that is 100,000 light years cubed. Um, yeah. It's gigantic. <laughs> it's gigantic. Yeah. It's huge. Uh, as a matter of fact, one would argue that this particular rendition of the Doomsday Machine does appear, in fact, to be larger than that uh, of the original series, way back in 1965. Um, this was season two, if I'm not mistaken, episode six of the original series. So maybe 1966. Uh, when we, Oh, gosh. Oh, that's right. It launched in 67. I'm a goofball. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking of Mustangs Silly is what DJ. I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of Ford Mustangs is what I was thinking uh, launching in 65. Yeah, uh, original series launched in 67 and season 2 in 68, episode 6, The Doomsday Machine. This particular, uh, like I said, this particular uh, reimagining of The Doomsday Machine larger than the original series. Uh, what's really interesting about these, and of course you're going to see very, uh, very similar mechanics to uh, the original Borg Megacube and that we've got one extremely large entity with multiple Armada targets and them using a very custom uh, Doomada directive, okay? A Doomsday directive, uh, even with the little teeth. I tell you, Scopely really, uh, really reimagined this Ripper with lots of teeth. Like, every, everything that has been related to the Doomsday machine has had many, many teeth. Um, even the, uh, Dumata credits now, uh, showing lots of, uh, lots of incisors there. So, uh, it's very, it's a halfway between the doomsday machine and 
little shop of horrors, the little baby killer plants. Yeah, those little <laughs> plants that just they yeah. just keep growing up and eating little Rick Moranises everywhere. Um, welcome in. Good morning. Welcome to Talking in Cars with DJs. I am your host, Ultimate DJs of the Talking Trek podcast here with a special installment of the R3 introduction. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Ship customizations are here, beginning with seven of these new refits, all right? And these seven refits are specifically tuned for ships, meaning that unlike a frame or an avatar, you can't just pick one and throw it up there, okay? This has to be attached to the specific ship in which it was designed. However, these particular quote-unquote vanity items do in fact bring a utility and ripper i gotta be honest with you i believe that scopely handled this right um we have now the entire cbs library at our fingertips we've got the entire uh all the properties which means that there are literally several dozen ships that can be introduced into the game the biggest question for scopely over the last several months has been how are they going to do it how are they going to bring it in? Because it would be insanely expensive, either that, or it would just drown us in new currencies, which seems to be something that the majority of the community is violently against uh, with these new currencies, even though, logically, they do make a little bit of sense. However, River, we have also noticed that the number of independent loops in this game is growing, and we are approaching, if not already there, to the point where people cannot do everything. Even myself, with limited time in the game here lately, as I'm you know, working and things are picking back up for me uh, and in my business, and I hope the rest of the world is experiencing the same as we start to creep out of the threat of uh, an overlooming pandemic, we see people getting busier. We see people getting back to work. And what we see is people not having as much time as maybe Scopely grew accustomed to over the last year. So with this, we now have to explore an option. Do we continue to offer, do we continue to include multiple independent loops with multiple ways to generate multiple new currencies? Ripper, you and I have always agreed that new currencies are not a bad thing, especially when it comes out to a new ship. But even well, not that... necessarily, you know, you can make them bad, but, you know, just... Just well, having even... them is not necessarily equal bad i i don't disagree but those new currencies almost typically all involve a new loop and as we have experienced time is growing short so it there even uh, ripper grows uh, there grows the the approaching if you will to a finite supply of new currencies i mean you can't continue to add new currency loop after new currency loop as even right now uh, players, extremely active players, even such as myself, are having difficulty keeping up with green data and all three types of isogen and our dailies with the G3 and so forth and so on. Now with the Battle Pass and the introduction of ticketed events, there is, um, we are approaching the finite supply of, of infinite, uh, of the number of loops in this game. That said... How does Scopely continue to iterate new ships and continue to create new ships and new content within the game? And actually, Ripper, I think that they have solved it in, in kind of a genius fashion. The introduction of ship skins. Guys, just on its surface, imagine for a moment, and I mentioned this in a video, close your eyes and imagine for a moment that you fly into 
a heavily traveled system for PVE, or you travel into a territory capture system and you see 100 Enterprises and 250 Augers and 100 Jellyfishes, Jellyfish, Jellyfishies, Jellyfish Eye, whatever you see there. But they're all the same ships. They're all the same ships. Now, close your eyes and imagine what it would look like in this game. Not even from a not even from a, a mechanics point of view, just imagine how much more real this game feels when you see 35 different varieties of ship flying around in a system. When you see TOS Enterprises and you see the USS Constellation and you see, of course, Enterprises, you see Kelvin Enterprises, you see the, the Klingon D7, you see original Romulan Birds of Prey. And folks, it's not going to stop there. It's not going to stop there. Imagine eventually being able to see the Defiant, the Voyager, various forms of Dominion-style ships, Cardassian ships, Ferengi ships, other Romulan and, and Klingon ships. All right? we, are, we, we have opened, we've opened the book there. This chapter is beginning right now with ship customization. And I, for one, just from a feel of the game, I'm actually pretty daggone excited about that. I mean, I, I know it doesn't serve a whole lot of purpose, but for me to open, a, open up a, a system and see 50 different types of ship flying around, this game suddenly feels more real to me. It feels more in tune with Star Trek lore and the Star Trek storyline. It feels more developed. It feels more mature. And uh, I, I'm pretty pumped about that. I, I'm not going not gonna to lie. This particular mechanic that Scopely has employed here does allow for that type of feel. Not only that, Ripper, just to appeal to the vanity audience was not enough. Just to appeal to those players who like vanity items was not enough. Scopely recognized and acknowledged the fact that vanity items are not everybody's bag of tea. So what did they do? They added a utility to these ships, making the ships themselves, the underlying ships, that you have paid and built up and you have spent time and resources and, and grinding on. You have spent all this time in this game currency and potentially real money in a lot of cases to make these ships amazing, to make these ships beast mode. And now all of a sudden, you know, let's say a new constellation did come out. Well, you're going to have to pay. You're probably going to have to use gas. You're going to certainly have to use titanium and you're going to have to build it up and you're going to have to make it useful. And, and then there's going to be a new gap in the free-to-play and the pay-to-win and the pay-to-play and the pay-to-progress and all this. Instead, now, we have a unique metric that is available to everybody to unlock this skin to lay over your existing ships so no progress is lost. No progress is wasted. No materials and upgrades and speed-ups are wasted. Right? This is an ingenious way to introduce new properties and new ships into the game without any new ships. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, no new ships were introduced into this arc yet. They indeed were, but not in the traditional style. Not in the traditional style. We have these skins. So let's talk about it. Uh, the, uh, the ship customizations, these refits, at least for this arc, ladies and gentlemen, beginning at Ops 34. And yes, I know that this has some people a little bit 
frustrated. This has a, little, a few people somewhat tuned out. But ladies and gentlemen, this continues to be Scopely's pattern. This continues to be Scopely's message. This continues to be Scopely's writing on the wall, which indeed says it's time to move up. It's time to level up. Here is what you have to look forward to. We haven't seen over the last 18 months, well, 15 months, arcs that continue to push the envelope in your ops level, starting with, you know, ops 20, and then ops 25, and then ops 27. And now we see a, a content arc that is offering at least the, the, you know, the bulk of its fresh content towards Ops 34. All right, Ops 34. But don't freak out. Don't freak out, Captain Planets, because you're right. Obviously, this is more uh, in line for the game's veteran players, the oldest servers. Some new servers are not going to be there yet, and that's okay. The good news is, on some of these newer servers, the economy has sped up in such a way that you don't have near the grind that a veteran server did. Your pace to 34 is probably, Ripper, what would you say? If you had to do it all, all brand new, straight from the get-go, I'd say your pace of play to Ops 34 is a third. It's 33% yeah. of I what it was <laughs> in the original days. It'd take Ripper an hour and a half. <laughs> yes, it would take Ripper. Actually, actually less. It takes like yeah. 10, 20 minutes. 20 yeah. minutes just to click through if you got that big old Amex card, okay? So, uh, so yeah, you know, it is far easier. Many uh, on brand new servers already at Ops 34 and uh, allowing for the unlock of some of these epic ships. And this is where the refits, at least for this arc, ladies and gentlemen, and hear me, for this arc, it begins here. But... Scopely has been very, very loud, very plain and clear, Ripper, I think. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong. But Scopely has been very, very clear that this is only the beginning. They said the same thing when they introduced the last, quote-unquote, horrible vanity addition to the game. Right? We all complained. Even I complained about avatars and frames. What a useless I ad. I like them, what a, and I still like them. What a useless ad, I said. What a useless piece of content that I claimed. Yet, here we are, a year later, and Ultimate DJs competes for avatars. <laughs> I find myself motivated to compete for avatars. And what did we do here? We upped the ante just a little bit. You got to cap the planets. This is not just vanity. Scopely satisfies both sides of the aisle by adding utility. Even if you're not a vanity guy, I saw this on the official Discord. What if I, I just don't like the way it looks? I don't want the vanity items. I want to use my original ships. That's okay. That's completely fine, because guess what? All you have to do is unlock this. This is an objective, okay? You don't have to use the skin to get this vanity item, You don't, or to get this buff. You don't have to use the skin. It doesn't have to be fitted on your ship to receive the benefit. All you have to do is acquire it. And Ripper, what does that sound like in the game? Once you acquire something, it can never be turned off. It can never be taken away. And that sounds exactly like everything. It sounds like research. It sounds like mm -hmm. officer promotion. It sounds like ship upgrades. It sounds like everything that you are completely used to in this game, and that once you acquire it, you have it. You're not required to use the Constellation. You're not required to use the Romulan Bird of Prey. Once you have unlocked the item, you get the benefit of the buff. And if you want the vanity item, you can use it. This is a genius move because it satisfies both sides 
of the aisle. Right? You get the vanity if you want, but you also get the buff, and it's And then permanent. there's also the just vanity item, which is, you know, the... The projectiles. the projectiles. And the projectiles look kind of cool. Now, unfortunately, we weren't able to see those ahead of time. We weren't able to see those in our, in our uh, developer video testing. But uh, I, I sincerely hope that they look kind of cool. I really do. I sincerely hope that they look kind of cool. So uh, we haven't had a chance yet to see those, but I would imagine that those are going to be you know intriguing. And if you did see from our video, you'll notice that the number of blueprints or the number of shards or whatever they're calling these uh, progress items, uh, those unlocks are not that expensive. For the projectiles, Ripper, I think they were like, what, 25 or 35 or 45, something. 50, very, 75. Yeah, very, very low numbers, very inexpensive. Uh, one of the complaints that I have seen, Ripper, is that these ship skins do, in fact, require unique blueprint or shard type unlocks. Well, that's not exactly uh, unanticipated, really. Every single ship you unlock in the game has blueprints and unique blueprints at that. Right. So these skins are not really going to be any different and does actually give a little bit of length to this new particular set of content. Ripper, I would imagine that very few members of the community would, in fact, unlock the constellation this arc. You know, uh, and this kind of ties back to a hint that we gave on Sunday, Ripper. And I know you missed the show. I don't know if you if you picked up on the hint that was I laid did, out, you know. It was a great hint, I think. Let me let me now that we've seen now that we've seen what is presenting, I'd like to get a little bit of feedback there. For the best of the best, Capital City Mechanics may no longer be a pest. I would like to turn your direction, ladies and gentlemen, without the sound effects. I would like to turn your attention oh to Ripper of Ripper's Corner. I don't have the music bed right now, but but uh, Ripper of Ripper's Corner, good morning to you, sir. You were the one that first in the content creator meeting first said, oh my gosh, guys, guys, read between the lines. We are seeing something significant right here. As a matter of fact, when you first brought it up, I even said, Ripper, is that a bug? And you said, no, I don't think it is. Ripper, if you would, please give some insight behind our hint. For the best of the best, Capital City Mechanics may no longer be a pest. Please give us your insight, your interpretation of that, your explanation and reasoning to why that is, and, uh, and what you see coming with these, sh uh, with these ship refits when it comes to PvE grinding. Um, so what I was talking about was more specifically about the ISS Jellyfish. For many reasons. We all know the jellyfish is quite effective uh, for killing those capital, tra capital, capital traders because long fights, many rounds, so the per round damage boost is quite effective. Get like double or triple damage in, in some of those fights. And the new skin doesn't increase it by 50% compared to some other things. It just, so if you have like a what was it tier six jellyfish? You have a forty-nine percent damage boost per round, and with that skin, it adds fifty percent, so it goes to ninety-nine percent, which is quite significant. So that means you can kill those quicker and more, and probably also quite effectively, at least as after a certain point, heavy traders within ISS jellyfish compared to not doing it at all. 
So using the, yeah, it does. It makes perfect sense. Thank you for for the detailed explanation. I know you've been working on this. We actually prepped Ripper. Can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? Ripper was prepared uh, because we actually said, hey, we want to talk about this. This was your discovery. This was your finding. This was your interpretation of the application of these new skins. And this was the leading one. And I even came back to you and said, Ripper, do you think that this is a bug? Do you think that they intended for the Constellation to become as powerful as we expect it to be? And you said absolutely it was intended. Why do you think it was intended? What about the current mechanics of this game lead you to believe that this was an intended change? Because they don't have the ability to boost the ship buff in the way that maybe you interpreted it because, you know, it's all stacking on top of, top of each other and it's, and some things we have been told that those ship skins are implemented as a research means it's additional, it's a separate thing, it doesn't actually interact with the ability at all. It's just, you know, a duplicate with a fixed extra percentage, so. So let, let's that talk about That must be the, on purpose. Yeah, I, well, I, I agree with you. Once I saw your reasoning, once I saw your, your underlying uh, thought process, I absolutely agreed with you. As a matter of fact, let's take a look at the other six skins for a moment. We've got the TOS Enterprise being available to be refit onto both the Kelvin G3 Enterprise and the uh, Enterprise A, the G4 Epic. We see the Klingon original D7 being able to be fit onto the Klingon Hegta, which is the G4 level 50 ship, and the D4, the G3 level 34 epic ship. And then finally, the Romulan Bird of Prey being used on two ships as well, the Romulan Augur and the Romulan uh, Tribune. Okay, If you'll notice, and, and actually uh, you may not have noticed yet, these abilities are listed in Elkars. By the way, hashtag... Uh, shout out to Elkars 2.0. Congratulations, Farty, on all the work and keep up the great work. That was a very long hashtag, but we should make it popular, okay? Uh, all of this information is live in Elkars. By the way, very quickly, uh, super duper quick, want to promote Elk. Uh, hey, Farty, are we doing, are we doing your promotion? Because I, I still never received confirmation of that, so your call. <laughs> I never received confirmation of the receipt of those items, so up to you. Yeah, your nay. Yeah, uh, let's hold off a little bit longer. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking because I don't know that we've got confirmation on that particular uh, that particular facet. What we're talking about, guys, uh, we uh, as content creators have proposed a group giveaway uh, to to Panic and the team over at Scopely. It has not yet been authorized, but if it does come about, it's going to be wildly awesome and uh, super valuable. And we've got plans on how we're going to give that away, but no green light yet. So we're working Yay, on that, but stuff. yeah, free stuff. But in the meantime, <laughs> uh, feel free to definitely check out the Elkars 2.0 Discord uh, and use the Bang Skins command for the list of buffs and all the good stuff that come with that. Also, coming in our video, hopefully in about the next 30 to 45 minutes, we're going to go into detail, go into depth on these uh, buffs and the skins and how they're going to impact the ships, but... Suffice to say, briefly, from the top-level layer, Ripper, we can see that the buffs for all six of the normal ships 
do not appear to be as potent, do not appear to be as effective as the Constellation skin. Now, one other thing that you may notice from the video, you will see that these skins do, in fact, have a rarity. Okay, they do have epic or they have rare attached to them. And I believe, Ripper, that that was probably done also with intent. I believe that it clearly indicates to us that the best skin for this arc is clearly that of the USS Constellation. And for that reason, it being epic, its ability, its buff, appears to be massively more powerful than some of the other ships. As a matter of fact, we indicated, as you just mentioned a moment ago, that the ability of the other ship skins appear to be simply a damage boost. A significant damage boost, mind you, All right, but a damage boost. And as you had mentioned, Scopely has confirmed that the architecture of these buffs is using that of research, meaning that if this particular buff is a weapons damage boost, that is being added in with all the other damage boost researches and therefore could be a little bit watered down, could be a little bit less effective. You may not see an exact percentage increase of what the buff is advertising because it's going into the efficiency but model. But you won't. That's guaranteed. Well, yeah, you're not going to. It's not even a may not. You will not. Okay? Because it's, a, it's using the efficiency model. Go ahead. Somebody, somebody I said, say something. I did. Harley did. Oh. So, so um, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. But what's interesting here, as Ripper points out, is that the utility buff for the Constellation is unique. This is unique. This is not using research. It is using an additive model to the ship's ability, as he says, clearly taking a 49% uh, damage boost for, say, a Tier 6 Jelly and making it 99%. Okay? Uh, tier 3 Jelly, folks. Tier 3 Jelly is 29% stacking damage boost per round. Except with this unlock, it becomes 79%. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an epic skin with an epic ability and therefore has had a higher rarity attached to it. Ripper, I would imagine that we are going to see that, um, that this skin is going to be not only harder to obtain, probably more expensive to obtain, and I don't even mean with money. To my knowledge, they're not selling this skin. Which is crazy, right? I mean, not crazy. I'm, I'm kind of glad for that. They're not I mean, selling it's it. similar to an Epic Officer, I guess. You know? Yeah, I, I'd say. In the, it, I would also point out, when we say similar to an Epic Officer, they have not confirmed to us that there would, in fact, be auctions for this skin. There could be. Listen, I would not be surprised, Ripper. No, I would not I, be surprised. I, be. I mean, I, I see this similar to an Epic Officer, and I... Kind of expect, half expected an auction for this, maybe? Who knows? I, I would not be surprised at an auction for this. They have not indicated that there would be, but I would not be surprised if there were. What we do know, what has been confirmed, is that this Constellation skin will be sourced in events throughout the arc. Okay? And because it takes shards, because it takes blueprints, chances are this is going to be handed out piecemeal. All right, meaning that you'll be able to earn some here and some there. Uh, leaderboards will probably have increasing numbers for higher rank. 
All right. Which leads back into the hint of for the best of the best. All right. I know that that was a vague hint. However, it can be interpreted in a couple of different ways. And I didn't want to lean into it too hard on Sunday. But, folks, best of the best doesn't necessarily mean just VIPs. It doesn't mean just people with tier 10 jellies. It means the best of your bracket. It means the best of your grouping of players. Because, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it has been confirmed that the USS Constellation skin will be sourced through bracketed leaderboard events throughout this arc. And that, to me, is actually very exciting. I am not going to uh, delude myself in thinking that there won't be a monetization model. I, I'm with Ripper. I wouldn't be surprised to see an auction. I wouldn't even really be surprised to see a pay pack, to be honest with you. However, but it be clear, will be... We don't be, know. We, will we don't know. We don't know. We absolutely don't know. Scopely has not given us confirmations on either of those two items. What they have told us is that it will be grindable for free to those who are patient or to those who compete or to those who want to elevate themselves to a higher position on their bracketed leaderboards. And folks, to me, that is satisfactory. I've always said that I hate completely paywalled content, and this is not that. It will be available to be won through events and through leaderboards, and it doesn't necessarily mean just auctions. So I'm very, very happy about that. Stevens Aaron says, are you sure that it means 50% to the ship ability? Yes. As a matter of fact, let me uh, give you this readout from Elkars, and you guys take a look. The USS Constellation skin for the ISS Jellyfish is plus 50% to the ability. Folks, it's even bolded. It's even bolded and in a different font text. The ability of the USS Jellyfish against hostiles. It is specifically and intentionally worded differently than the other skins, which all say to weapons damage. This one specifically to the ability of the jellyfish against hostiles. Obviously, going to be nice for Amadas, by the way. Oh my gosh, yes. The jellyfish is already arguably great against Armadas. So, let's transition. Ripper, thank you for the natural segue. Let's talk about Armadas. Let's talk about these new Doom Madas. And for this, Barty, if you are prepared with your uh, piece of the impromptu presentation, I would like to turn over to Fartasia of Elkars 2.0, who has accumulated all of the data regarding these new Dumatas, their strength, their power, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, level 40 plus Armadas for the first time in the game. Well, arguably, I know we've got exchange Armadas, I think, that cap out at 40. I think there's that one epic at 45. Has anybody actually ever killed that yet? I, I know it's, I, I mean, in one shot. I know that it has been killed, but I, I'm wondering how many runs it took. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we now have Dumatas that are making their way into the game, and Fartasia has accumulated all the data, including that of the lower-level Dumatas, all the way up to take a look at that. A level 50 epic Dumata. And take a look at what it's dropping, ladies and gentlemen. Take a look at what it's dropping. As a matter of fact, Farty, you pointed out and specifically stated, it's interesting that the level 39 and down are dropping normal resources. 
steel, trite dill. However, from level 40 and above, these are actually dropping salvage parts. Now, Luter says that's a pitiful number. Let's keep in mind a couple of things. To this point, salvage parts have been extremely controlled. Only available through ticketed events. Correct? All right. And now we are going to have an opportunity to, to really bank up and build up more of these in a quicker way. I guess, of course, depending on the availability of Dumata directives. However, Ripper, what is one of the most popular Armada crews that has been suggested by the Talking Trek crew? One of the most popular crews for Armadas. What do you got? I don't know. It depends. <laughs> he says depends. <laughs> He's playing a little bit coy, but one of the biggest ones, uh, Steven Darren says five, six, and con. He also says five, Kirk, and Spock. Okay. Absolutely. The looter saying Kirk, Spock, Gala, for sure, on a, regular, on a regular armada. Leslie, Kirk, Spock, of course. All right. And that can certainly happen, especially if you're trying to punch up. But, ladies and gentlemen, if you're trying to boost that loot, you now have a decision to make. If you're trying to boost that loot, then you're going to want to use five of ten. All right. Five of ten will increase the number of salvage parts that are paid out. Tony Rome says five of ten all the way. I don't disagree. If I'm doing a Dumata, I'll be running with five of ten. All right. Looter also reminds you, for those of you with G4 rare ships, all right, your ship ability is a bonus loot, is a loot bonus, okay? So there is ways. Now, Major Chi says not everyone has five of ten. Agreed. But that officer has been in the game for over a year now, and hopefully you're well on your way. I would hopefully, argue if you're going to kill like a 50 million Armada, you should have 5 of 10. I agreed. I agreed. Either that or maybe potentially, maybe you run with a Leslie. Let's say you run with an Enterprise uh, and you run a Leslie Kirk 5. All right. Or if you want to use the Jelly with this new skin bonus, you might want to use a five Kirk Spock potentially. You know, I, I got to be honest with you, Ripper. Mathematically, testing is going to be needed. But I wonder now with this new skin, will five Kirk Spock actually be better than five or than Leslie Kirk Spock on a jellyfish? Because here's the thing I have no idea how hard these things are going to hit. I got no clue how hard these things are going to hit. All right. It may uh... be. It may be Depends that, that well, let's take a look at that level 50 epic. Take a look at that level 50 epic that, uh, that Farty just posted a second ago. 212 million in power. And so folks, there's seven, no... 7 million damage per round. 7 million damage per round. And by the way, take a look. It's only firing two shots in some cases, which means that you could potentially be absorbing a 3 million shot in round one. Two people, well, not three million shot. Let's say two people are going to take a 1.5 or 1.6 million powered shot. All right. That's going to knock out, that's going to knock out a lot of people in one shot. So these armadas are going to be pretty daggone tough to take down, especially at the higher levels. Okay. Especially at the very high levels which is obviously where the payout's going to be big. So, yeah, you're going to have to get out there and you're going to have to test a little bit. You're going to have to see what you and your team are capable of taking down so that, like always, 
you are able to maximize your payout for the use of these new directives that will arguably be a fresh start. So there's probably not going to be a, just a buku supply of them out there. It's a fresh start currency, meaning that everybody starts at zero. So there's not going to be, like we were just talking the other night, I've got 15,000 uncommon, uncommon Armada directives, like the normal ones from day one. 15,000. Right? It's not going to be that way, folks. You're going to have to carefully choose your targets. You're going to have to carefully see what you'll be able to do. Now, tying into maybe an event hint for this coming arc. Hooks have been changed, have they not, Ripper? Hooks for scoring have been changed in some of these new events. Ooh, excited. Oh, yes. And there was much rejoicing. Yay! Yeah, it's creative. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going actually excited. I am. Oh, As my. a matter of fact, <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you why, Karnak. I'll tell you why oh, I like cool. this. It's, I agree. It's not going to be mindless killing of armadas. You are going to have to carefully choose your target. You're going to have to carefully choose your ship and carefully choose your crew. I am probably not going to go into a lot of detail right now. All right. But we will do a video on this new hook a little bit later when the event is ready to present itself. And it won't be today, to my knowledge. But there are... There are new hooks, too, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, right? There's, oh, there's, two... a, there's a really cool event coming up that we can't talk about yet. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's the, the third event. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, th so there's actually so there's one entirely new event that's coming this month. There's also two new events, uh, or two events that have been rewritten, reworked. Yep. Uh, and, and these two events have new hooks. All right, meaning that the scoring is different than it has ever been. The scoring is completely reimagined, folks. And just going and mindlessly pummeling armadas is not the answer. As a matter of fact, I may even potentially argue, ladies and gentlemen, that lower powered ships may have an advantage. My goodness, Ripper, whatever. Could I be talking about? Mm -hmm. Gosh, the arc is here, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm still throwing hints at you. The arc is here, and there's still hints being laid out there. I Lower powered chips. This in the in the event overview. I I would be willing to bet that they don't. Like I, at the event, sure, maybe even the scoring metric, but I seriously doubt they're going to put the strategy in there. You know, they may put the scoring metric in there, but I'm sure that people who don't use their medulla oblongatas to really think about this new hook may miss it. They may miss the strategy behind one of these new events. This new event is going to require not only testing, but it's going to require thought. It's going to require strategy. And yes... To some of you players, level 50 or level 49, yeah, you might have to dumb it down a little bit. You might have to, to drop down just a little bit. That's the hint that I can prepare for you here today. That's the hint that I can give you today, is that just having the biggest ship 
with the best crew on the biggest armada may not, in fact, be the way to go. The looter says, are we talking G2 ships? Probably not. Okay, mm. I, I'll, I'll be fair. Don't go out and build up a bunch of Tier 7 Talas. Okay, I, I don't expect it to be G2. I'm thinking yeah, more along... No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more along the lines of early G3 ships. But, well, you know, but it also you depends have on your target. It also depends on your target. Yep. Also depends on the target you choose. There will be a balancing act here, ladies and gentlemen. There will be X amount of points that each ship is capable of earning. But you're going to have to balance that against the power of the target that you choose to hit. Okay? Stony Dude says, oh my god, all those early level ships are in the scrapper. Listen, I'm not... No, don't panic. Don't panic. I'm not saying you have to use a Sally. I'm not saying you have to use a Sally. Okay? (laughs) I'm definitely not. Okay? I'm definitely not. You can absolutely fly your pylum. You can absolutely fly your Enterprise. You can absolutely... But, but... If you're going to use one of those high-powered ships, then now, Ripper, I may argue, that crew becomes even more important. Because you're going to have to crew your ship in such a way that can maximize the points that you're able to get with the higher-level ships. Guys, it's not a ship requirement, so please don't panic. It is not a ship requirement. It is a mechanic, a scoring metric of this event that will depend on something entirely new and something that has honestly never been thought about in this game. Not as far as an event goes. All right? You're going to have to use your brains and and map it out. And I'm pumped about that. All right? So there you go with the new Dumatas. Okay? The new Dumatas showing up in various systems. Hey, real quick, uh, can anybody confirm for me? Because I actually have not been in the game very much ripper uh are any of these dumata systems cell gated no to my knowledge they were not no they are no No, they're not excellent excellent so these are completely open access systems guys and by the way i would probably encourage you to go check them out because from what i hear the artwork is spectacular from what i hear it is very good i gotta agree there is a lock system is it a what new system? system. Old lock system? That's not the system for Armadas. That's Agreed, the but there is a token system. Well, there, they, are, there, yeah, are, there is, but still not three. an Armada system. Which not the Armada, exactly. So there yeah, is still... The PvP system. Yeah, you still have your three token systems. That's not going to change. As a matter of fact, I can probably, <clears throat> and shouldn't necessarily say, but will say, that the PvP, PvE hybrid event is returning this month. Uh, and yes, it has been tweaked as well. And, and honestly, I think for the better. I'm actually kind of excited even about that metric. All right. Uh, it's been tweaked. And, and honestly, I gave it pretty big praise last month. I gave it pretty big praise last month. But even this month, it's been reimagined slightly. There's a minor tweak to the PvP PvE hybrid event that will impact scoring. And I think that that is going to present itself in a fun and challenging way as well. It, listen, this arc may not be just absolutely overloaded with content, but it was very cerebral. And ah, I kind of like it. I, I, I kind of dig it. 
Ripper, you're an incredibly intelligent man. All right. You have always told me that you enjoy the thoughtfulness that's put into the game. You you enjoy that this game is trying to become more strategic instead of just button mashing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, in 60 seconds or less, you know all the same stuff I do regarding the new metrics and the new hooks. What's your reaction to the level of, of thoughtfulness that's being put into this arc? Interesting, and we will see how it turns out. Always the cautious <laughs> optimist right there. Interesting, but we you know, need to see how it plays out. there have been new things that, you know, that turned work. out to not, not quite work as expected. That's true. That's true. And, and for that reason, I think optimism uh, is warranted, but cautious, uh, a caution is definitely deserved. I don't disagree. All right. But uh, while this arc may not have been just lambasted with, with content, the amount of thought put into this arc actually makes me feel pretty, pretty happy. All right, and and with Ripper, as long as it all plays out the way they intended, it should be fun. Should be. <laughs> Keyword. <laughs> all right. And there have been also some things that have been ruined because you know someone didn't think of a particular thing, and then you know exploits happen. That's true. As a matter of fact, regarding exploits. I would imagine that some of the tweaks that have been made in this arc are probably as a result. Would you not? Would Would you argue with that? I, I think some of the some of the things that we've seen over the last, say, sixty to ninety days, are being addressed with some of these mechanic changes. Yeah, maybe. I I, I don't know for I sure. Mean, maybe these mechanic changes were in the works five months ago, but it does appear that some of these mechanic changes will limit or inhibit the ability to use known exploits in the game. I don't mm. know. Yeah. Maybe. L- ladies and gentlemen, I've got about 15 minutes left, and I know it was a shorter one today, and I do apologize. Uh, Stephen Aaron, thank you very much for uh, running our audio production on your side. We will get this posted as absolutely, as quickly as possible today so that people can uh, get out there, get the information. Please visit our website, TalkingTrekSTFC.online to find this recording a little bit later. And of course, it will be pushed to all podcast platforms. So you'll be able to take a link, actually, and share it with your teammates. Share it with the people who are not even awake yet, because there are a lot of people not even awake yet. All right. Uh, We've got about 15 minutes left. Let's go into community questions. We've been talking, we've teased some of the events upcoming, we've explained the refits, we've talked about uh, well, I haven't talked about the officers, but I think those are very self-explanatory. And if you are curious about those, please go watch our video on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button to our channel, and that way you don't even have to be told to go to YouTube. You will automatically be notified of all new content that we publish on our YouTube channel. Make sure you click that subscribe button, watch the video, leave your comments, smash that like button, and uh, you will uh, be uh, handsomely rewarded with excellent content. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> so that was a dig. All right, 15 minutes, community Q&A. You guys go. Let's hear your questions. Be ready. I know you popped up with one. Yep, you popped up with one first. Go ahead with yours. Uh, no, basically, uh, it's a two-part question. First is, do you have any info on today's events? And secondly, when you said in your video about the ticketed events changing from 
uh, from level based? What did you mean? And can you give us any info on that? Okay, so uh, so first part of your question. No, I do not know exactly what event is launching today. Ripper and I uh, and Farty and all the content creators, we did request an early part of the calendar so that we would be prepared with the daily drops of our videos. We expect that calendar today. I think that they were a little bit concerned about releasing it earlier. Plus, we're the, the live ops individual that we're working with is slightly newer to the team. So I think he's being, Ripper probably being just a little bit more cautious with the information that he has uh, revealed. Uh, however, by the time that the event calendar comes out, we should have a decent roadmap um, and we'll be able to plan our content on that. Okay. Uh, to the second part of your question, ticketed events are changing. Ticketed events are changing um, based on your ops level. Now, specific data, we do not have yet. Ripper, I believe that we are hoping for that. Farty, actually, do you have that yet? You told me you were doing a dive on the events. Were you able to collate the data on the ticketed events and the ops breakdown? You may have that yet. You may not. I was curious. Farty may have to, oh, he's chatting, so we'll see what he has to say there. Uh, to be clear, be ready, the what old, we know. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I was going to say, the, the old events, yes. The new events, no. We're, we're still waiting. Okay, yeah, so, like I said, Scopely playing this one a little bit close to the vest. As a matter of fact, someone even told me yesterday, they said, boy, Scopely's really playing this arc really, really tight. Like, there has been no leaks. There's been no... Uh, Major, I mean, obviously, we had that localization thing on the research, but thankfully, that was an error. Thankfully, that was an error. I know that I heard tons of people message me like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're going to lock those skins behind Ops 48. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. We, we joked about that, Ripper. We, we kind of just let that go on for a minute, didn't we? As content creators, we didn't claim, uh, we didn't confirm nor deny <laughs> that localization error. But it was interesting to see the community's reaction. Uh, that said, we, uh, we're pleased that it's not locked behind Ops 48, but uh, Scopely, aside from that little bit of a drop right there, has been very tight-lipped about this, uh, this arc. And, uh, but they've given us enough. That, you know, I feel like this one was, was, decently, was decently prepared, Ripper, because they gave us enough to hype it, they gave us enough to hint at it, but they didn't just outright spill their guts. And I... I'm not necessarily opposed to that. I, th I think it. I think this one played out promotionally. This one played out pretty well. That being said, okay. That being said, the details on the ticketed events I don't have exactly. V ready. Uh, what we do know, what we've been told, is that there will be a guaranteed minimum of three, just like there was last arc, and those three will be sourced around different themes just like last arc. What we have been told, though, is that certain players of certain ops will have additional opportunities at additional ticketed events. And I believe that it was even confirmed, Ripper, that the maximum that you could potentially have in one day for eligible players will be five, which, which yields a very busy day for some people. Okay, minimum like, was three, right? Minimum was three. From what I understand, for some eligible players, the maximum would be five. But I'm here to tell you, even at five, plus a battle pass event, plus 
your dailies. I mean, guys, five is a pretty heavy load. Okay? I mean, we heard some people that were staying busy with three. Now five? For the completionist players out there, your screen time is going to go up. <laughs> okay? Your screen time is going to go up. But, um, you know, you will potentially face a decision, community. You may not be able to play them all. Now, regarding the ticket, and when I say you may not be able to play them all, that's even for the payers. All right, if you buy tickets, you may still not be able to play them all. You're going to have to carefully choose. Okay. Now, excuse me, for players who are going to approach this from a free-to-play fashion, I was actually pleased about this ripper. They took our feedback, and instead of making the ticketed uh, or the tickets come through various uh, battle pass milestones. They are simply going to provide a gift chest on the days of the ticketed events. So if there is a day of ticketed events, you will get a gift chest with 10 tickets. That's your free event for that day. Of course, yes, they can be banked. All right. Of course, yes, you can save up. If you don't have time one day to do an event, you can bank them up and do two events the next day, which is always an advantage of this ticketed event system for the free-to-play. You can spend them whenever you want, but the gift chest must be claimed. If you don't claim it during that day, you will lose those tickets. So at least log in and claim your free chest. But I think that makes sense because I saw quite a few people complain that, well, I spent all the tickets I had already, and now mm -hmm. today I can't do one. And, you know, that has to do with battle pass pacing. There's Absolutely. Not necessarily every day is a milestone achieved, so, you know. Absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. So, so the chest makes um, more sense. The chest makes more sense. That was a game improvement that was brought up by the community and fed back by the content creators and the moderators and Scopely heard you. Scopely heard you and provided that player experience improvement. Uh, and so I was pleased about that. So yes, gift chest coming. Uh, be ready to, to give you some clarity on what I do know. There will be nine total days of ticketed events. Nine days. DJ. Yes. Are we then looking at something in the realms of like faction hunt length of screen time or less? I honestly do not know. I don't know. With the three events that are probably going to, I would imagine that the three basic ticketed events, like the three that everybody will get, like the guaranteed three, will probably be similar in fashion. But... I have no idea what these extra ones will be, nor what they will cost. Listen, it's yeah. certainly possible, Ripper, that these extra events that are made available could be premium, could cost additional tickets. Uh, it, it's certainly possible. They have not shared that with us, but I would not be surprised if you're a player that has the opportunity to do five, for example, maybe one or two of those bonus uh, events come with higher payouts and therefore will have a higher cost of admission. When you go to the carnival, okay, the, the, the thing where you sit on the burlap sack and slide down, okay, that takes three tickets. But if you want to go ride that tilt-a-whirl, it may cost five tickets. Okay? Same kind of thing. All right? Same kind of thing. Yeah. At least it could be. It could be. All right? I'm not, I'm not uh, saying yeah, that it will be. It yeah, could yeah. be. I, so, uh, and, and if the tickets cost more, and if the payout is higher, then it's certainly feasible that you could see a more intensive event. But I'm only setting the stage, folks. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Just for me, I know 
a screen time, especially the faction hunt. I do all three of them, and I'm looking like over a good hour just doing the faction hunt for itself with three or five ships out. So yeah, faction I... hunt. Faction hunt's mm. tough, and uh, it's now and... tough in the forty plus for the points, and uh, yeah. I sometimes now, just don't bother anymore with faction hunt. I just don't well, care. I have I'm definitely to that point nearly as well. I, I've dumbed it down, folks, and and I know I've shared this one or two times, and I know a lot of members of the community do it. Um, I take out three ships and I just kill like 35, 36s now. I take hardly I any know damage. I could do it, but you know, I, it just seems stupid to me. Well, it does. Uh, the loot chests are terrible at that level, of course. You know, uh, it does still take time, but I can knock out all three factions in probably about an hour by using that method, probably 15 to 20 minutes per faction. Um, by using that method, it's very cheap. I don't take damage, but you know, some people may pair that with grinding for extra parts or grinding for reputation. And for those players, I totally get it. It's a huge grind, but there is a quicker, cheaper way to accomplish it, but it doesn't have the same payout, of course. So you got to choose. It would just be nice if, you know, if, if they actually like took all the hostile levels that exist higher than the points in that event and just scared it properly, then I would be happy, but. Oh, I agree. I agree. The fact that a 36 is worth 10 points and a 41 is worth 12 points, that's that's challenging to me. To be honest, like we had in the Halloween event with like hull damage or whatever, Oz, that was the brilliant format for the faction. Hunt. And if they would revert to that or change it to that for the normal faction, then I would be very happy. Absolutely. We'll feed that back up. Stony Dude says, event store, any insight on officers available like Lorca? So the event store has been confirmed that it's going to contain TOS relevant officers. Lorca will not be available in the event store. Okay, uh, yes, the event still store time for things to change though. There, there, of course, absolutely there is. And and by the way, I have always been a huge advocate for waiting near the end of the event store to spend your loot because changes have occurred in the past. Not always, but they do sometimes. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, as, as of right now, as of this moment, it will only be TOS officers in the event store. All right. Uh, Hal is suggesting that maybe skin blueprints could be available in the event store. I am probably not going to go that far either. If, as a matter of fact, if we're drawing on precedence, if we're drawing on precedence, we're going to say that usually... In the event store that is in the third arc, usually arc three content is not available. So, uh, for example, Scotty and Chekhov, I bet those shards may not be available in the event store. Um, although they could be, you know, they're only rare officers, so they could be. But I definitely expect to see Kirk, Spock, Bones, Uhura. I definitely expect to see those in the event store. And then, of course, your normal stuff materials and blueprints and extra missions and avatars and you know resources ship xp blah 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 sorry i i will stop now so uh uh this uh says we might get the baby jelly though listen the the baby jelly did make it into the last event store i don't see any reason why that would be reverted at this time but you know hey anything is possible but the last event store was pretty daggone good. Last event store was good. And uh, the last event store that we got in December of 20 contained an epic amount of loot. Ripper, I will say that I have been told 
that the amount of loot for this event store that will be able to be accumulated will be similar in fashion to the December event store. So that's a very good thing, folks. For most of you, even free to play, you were able to accumulate upwards of 750,000 event loot, which is over double of anything you have ever been able to accumulate for free. And some leaderboard winners and some payers were able to accumulate north of a million. So uh, I've been told that the payout structure for event loot this arc will mimic that of the December event store. So very, very good opportunities at loot in this event store. Uh, five more minutes. Any other questions that I can answer for you as we get ready to wrap up this particular installment of Talking in Cars with DJs? Folks, uh, I will kind of preface that by saying I uh, really appreciate you guys being here. Please do go and enjoy the content that we put out. Within the next 10 to 15 minutes, I will launch our next video. Um, however, the whole reason I'm doing the episode early today, the reason that I'm now sitting in the parking lot at my job, I have an intensely busy day at work today. I have, Ripper, eight hours of meetings today. Like Eight hours of meetings? Oh boy. Eight hours of meetings today. So I will be largely out of pocket. Please rely on the content creators. Please rely on the moderators. Please rely on the Talking Trek uh, moderators, Stevens, Aaron, Truck and Chick, Wicked Witch. Uh, please rely on those folks today. Um, to, you know the good uh, thing when I have meetings is? I can just go to bed and sleep. Yeah, not me. I'm here. I'm I'm in person. I'm going to be in a conference room today uh, for Ooh, nearly for... yeah nearly yeah. eight hours. So uh, the reason for me telling you that is obviously to garner a lot of sympathy, uh, but also to to let you know that I will be largely out of pocket today. So uh, please feel free to send me your PMs. Please feel free to send me your messages. Uh, leave your comments in the YouTube videos, uh, send your emails, whatever you need to do. Just uh, be aware that I will be later this evening, most likely, in any type of response, uh, as I will be very tied up at work today for, and it's terrible timing, you know, terrible timing for an ARC launch day, uh, <laughs> you know, to be tied up in meetings like that. But uh, I will be uh, unavailable for most of the day. So please just uh, be patient in your correspondence with me. Uh, that said, last five minutes of any community Q&A. Uh, any frequently asked questions? Was there anything that was shocking or surprising from the panic Q and A that we should address? Panic. <laughs> from panic. Is it, uh, panic <laughs> is shocking or what? I, uh, um, I take it out as you wish. Yeah. Hey, uh, Stony dude. Very quickly. Sorry if it was asked. Haven't had a chance to check it out yet. But the Scotty do the Scotties stack for warp range? Yes, they do. Yeah. At, at, le at least in theory. Obviously, nobody yeah. has, has taken it out and tested it, but the data, the data dump suggests that they will stack. So, so if uh -huh. you do it right, if you do, if you do TOS Scott with one side of double bar synergy and Cadet Scotty, if, if Cadet Scotty's maxed, then that would uh, get you a bump wow. of 12. But that's only on Explorers. Okay, so that's your Enterprise or your Valdor or your Voclis. Uh, but the, the discovery yeah. is an explorer. Franklin. Yeah, the Franklin's. As well, I don't know why. You, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess the Franklin. I don't know why you, you just want to show a new places. Yeah, I don't know why, <laughs> why you use the Franklin. Hey, uh, yeah, not, not fun. Eh, I don't know why you use Franklin. We've never killed swarm. 
before. Yeah, well, I can tell you with Scott as captain, you're not killing any swarm if you haven't been able to reach there before. Uh, but a station wagon on vacation. But yeah, for exploring or even mining in far off places, if you've been hovering right on the edge of that warp range boost, now get the discovery there, summon your miner in, okay? Uh, Looter says the loading screen hasn't changed. Yes, I imagine this was an oversight, Ripper, because we did see new artwork. Uh, I would imagine this is an oversight. I hope that it's I'm not changed sure. didn't quickly. The, didn't the loading screen usually only change on Arc 1? I thought they've been changing it by the arc, but nonetheless, it was beautiful. I hope that they do mm. change it uh, because what they shared with us was gorgeous. Rude Dude says, transporter patterns uh, coming soon. Okay, again, no, they uh -huh. never provided us a clear ETA. They never said it was going to be in this arc. And even to Panic's defense, all right, even to his credit, I know that the screenshot, the question is, are there going to be transporter patterns, uh, patterns changed in this arc? And he said, yes, but um, uh, don't know when, all right? My, re my interpretation of his answer is, you know, yes, they're coming, but not necessarily during this arc, okay? And uh, that remains true. They have not yet given us an ETA, but it is continually a conversation. I know that they're working on it. Even one day last week, they sent me a message about, you know, a couple of proposals and and, you know, we looked at them and discussed them. So it, it, they are working on it, but there is no ETA on transporter patterns yet. Um, let's see. Zison Zisonian says, I see the info screen when looking at skins. It mentions some skins will be able to be applied to multiple ships. So maybe in the future, skins for all ships like avatars or frames. Yes, this is only the first baby step. If you remember when frames and avatars were released, there was only like three. And they were terrible. They were officer cards, you know, like no original artwork, no creativity. But those got a lot better as time went on. I would imagine that these ship customizations, these refits will not be any different. I imagine that, I mean, like I said, I, I think that this is the way that you introduce the CBS library. I predict. All right. This can go in our December 31 episode, Ripper. I predict by the end of this calendar year, we have 50-plus different ship skins in the game. That, that's my prediction. Quite possible, 50. yeah. Yeah, I predict 50 minimum by the end of the year. There's a lot of room for more, more ship skins in the, in the upcoming content. Oh, there is indeed. There is indeed. <clears throat> if that is it, uh, Battle Droid says, is the end of the arc? Will there be a store? Yes, and yes. This is the final installment of TOS, and there is an event store launching this arc. So, JD7, was the S, uh, so was the hint that starts with an S skins? Um, I said it, I said it would be arguable that it could start with the letter S, because Scopely also, is... I said that. You did. And I didn't yeah. mean that one. I meant something entirely different. Really? I did. Uh, <laughs> I totally missed that. You're going to have to PM me and tell me what you were actually thinking because I was thinking that you were referring to skins, but no. Scopely, Scopely has been very adamant that they are that we're calling them refits, ladies and gentlemen. Like, yeah, Scopely has been very, very adamant that we call them ship customizations or refits. <laughs> I think they so. meant specifically refits, but. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, Arian says, what was the Capital City Trader Hint referring to? That was referring to the ISS Jellyfish skin for the USS Constellation that is 
adding 50% stacking damage bonus to the ability of the ISS Jelly already. So as Ripper uh, specifically pointed out just a little bit ago, the ISS Jelly is great for two things already in this game. One is hostile grinding, specifically Capital City Traders, because they go so many rounds. They go hundreds of rounds in some cases. Not with a Jelly, but like an Augur or an Enterprise, they'll go north of 100 rounds. So the Jelly, those, the, the fact that those have so much hull, the fact that those last so many rounds means that you're getting a damage boost every single round with the Jelly. For example, a Tier 3 Jelly is 29% stacking damage bonus every single round. With this new Constellation skin, it will add 50%. So a Tier 3 Jelly will now be 79% stacking every single round. Um, so that's, on that, those fights, that's a couple hundred percent bonus. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's so. massive on those traders. So our hint uh, alluded to the fact that those with jellies, even at lower tiers, may now be able to clear out the heavies. The reason that somebody had suggested even modifying the hint to, quote-unquote, some of the rest mean the players, maybe you don't have a jelly. Maybe you're less than Ops 39, but if more players can kill the, the heavies, then that is going to clear out those heavies so that more light traders can spawn, thus resulting in a lower wait time in those capital city systems as you're waiting on the light traders to spawn. If the, if the heavies are getting cleared out, then more light traders will come up, and that's less wait time for everybody. I don't think that will result in more players being in the capital systems. I don't think it's going to result in more players... Uh, at least not today, not initially, but it's going to result in players being able to kill in those systems more effectively, which means much less wait time. Much and less only wait time. some of them, you know, th that it's an epic skin. It will be limited. Not every jelly. That's correct. That is absolutely true. I even said earlier that I expect the release of this epic commodity to be limited at best at the beginning. As a matter of fact, we don't even know how the leaderboard is going to present. Ripper, we don't know if the winner of a leaderboard will get all 120 shards. It may not be I, that I way. I would assume so, but who knows? Yeah, who, know, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but, but imagine this. Let's say, let's say that the winner of each bracket can get all 120. I would imagine that that particular part of the leaderboard would only be available to level 39+. plus. Because you can't build the jelly until level 39. So a level 36 may not have, may, may, I don't know, haven't seen it. But a level 36 may not even have the opportunity at Constellation Shards because they can't even have the jelly yet. You see, so uh, it, it just kind of depends. I mean, this ship skin is specifically for the jelly. So it may only be available to players who are eligible to build it in the first place. Who knows? We do not know. I have, I have seen, I've, I've been maybe told that the, the G3 Epic skins will be available to players below 34. And, and if that's the pattern, then maybe hopefully we see Constellation VPs available lower than Ops 39 as well. We just don't know yet, okay? There's a lot of unknowns yet. And obviously, hopefully in just a few short hours, we will know. We will know. Okay. All right. Any last questions? Just another 30 seconds or so before we get ready to wrap up. Any last questions regarding ARC 3, the third and final installment 
of the original series as it presents here in Star Trek Fleet Command. Anybody else? Anybody else? That may about do it. Ripper, thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much for your insight. As always, thank you, Fartasia of Elkars 2.0, for the abundant supply of data. Uh, this show, not possible without the data that Fartasia is able to aggregate for us. Thank you, Ripper, for your insight and your knowledge of the data and your interpretation of the data. Thank you so very much for your continued contributions. Guys, please don't forget to go check out the Elkars 2.0 Discord. It is available to all and all the information that we have provided to you here today is currently online and available in Elkars right now. So you can go there. The information is there. Um, and you can do a deep dive for yourself. Start mathing it out. Start learning what you want to know about this arc because all of the information is now free and available to the public courtesy of Elkars 2.0. By the way, while I'm mentioning that very quickly, I know a lot of times at the end of our shows, we always talk about our patron program. I, I make it a habit not to continually ask for donations, but we do always mention the patron program. Allow me to step aside for a moment and, uh, and mention the Elkars 2.0 donation link, okay? Feel free, Fartasia, to post that in here, and maybe one of the moderators can post that over into either our Scopely Squad room or maybe pin it uh, in the graphics room. But ladies and gentlemen, Elkars is arguably the most expensive content to actually produce. Uh, it's the most expensive content to maintain because of the massive server requirements uh, needed to run that for tens of thousands of players. We don't typically mention it, and I'm remiss in doing so, but I would very much like to go ahead and point out while we're talking about it today that ARC introduction videos, ARC introduction podcasts like this one are not possible. They are not possible without the information collected and aggregated by LCARs. So please, uh, if you use LCARs, if you have considered using it, if you've used it in the past, or if you're just now learning about its massive capabilities, please consider uh, donating to the cause over at LCARs 2.0. The donate link is there, and I'll ask one of our moderators to make sure that that remains readily available to our players. Uh, thank you very, very much to Ripper and Fartasia for all your data and your contributions to this show. Uh, I think that uh, LCARs 2.0 is an extremely valuable resource. And I can promise you, it's not free to maintain. <laughs> okay, so please consider checking that out. Guys, that's going to do it for today. My name is Ultimate DJs. I've been your host of Talking in Cars with DJs for our uh, TOS R3 introduction podcast, the ins and outs, what you need to know. And of course, sorry for the questions that we were not able to answer today, but more information to come. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. A new uh talking trek video will be posted within the next 10 to 15 minutes going into detail about these refits and their buffs and how to use them that's going to wrap us up here for today thank you guys so very very much for being here early bright and early on this tuesday morning arc day arc launch day here in star trek fleet command my name is ultimate djs thank you guys so much we'll talk to you on the next one love you mean it bye 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 bye